Welcome to episode 197 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, I've got a great guest for you, consultant and keynote speaker, Molly McPherson. I'm going to ask Molly for some strategies for communicating more clearly and confidently, which is her specialty. And I'm also going to ask her how you can be more effective on LinkedIn, two topics that can have a massively positive impact on your professional development efforts. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I'm a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book called Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we'd had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Let me tell you a little bit more about our guest for today, Molly McPherson. Molly combines her knowledge of current communication practices with years of news and PR experience to develop the right plans and messaging for her clients and really to help them protect and build their reputations. Molly founded the Communicate with Confidence Leadership Training Program and frequently speaks on crisis communications, public relations, and social media. Molly was Director of Communications for the Cruise Line International Association in Arlington, Virginia. More recently, she worked with FEMA's Office of External Affairs during post-Hurricane Katrina efforts and helped launch their first social media program, which I am going to ask her about. Now, before we get started, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free, so please support them. Now I'd like to recognize our sponsors for this episode. Firstly, I would like to recognize our sponsor, PPI, by asking you to listen up later on in this podcast for my advice on how to advance your career in 2019. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam. Don't miss it. I would also like to recognize and welcome our other sponsor for this episode, WPI. The Engineering Career Coach Podcast is sponsored by Worcester Polytechnic Institute, offering online graduate degree and certificate programs in a variety of engineering disciplines. Whether you're looking to develop new skills or refresh your knowledge base, their expert faculty can help. And while their campus is home to over 150 years of engineering tradition and innovation, their most popular graduate programs are available 100% online. Stay tuned for more about WPI later in this episode. Now, let me bring you into the main segment where I'm going to be speaking with Molly McPherson with a quote that is applicable to today's topic. The quote is from Roger Staubach. Confidence doesn't come out of nowhere. It's a result of something, hours and days and weeks and years of constant work and dedication. All right, now I'm excited to welcome Molly McPherson onto the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Molly is the founder of the Communicate with Confidence Leadership Training Program, among many other talks that she's done, and I'm excited to talk to her about communication today. Molly, welcome. Thank you, Anthony. And I'm going to start off right off the bat. I hate to timestamp it, but it is Engineers Week. Happy Engineer Week. 
Yeah, that's right. It is Engineers Week as we are recording this. It's a good week for engineers, lots of celebrations across the country and lots of, it should be celebrated. I mean, engineers do a lot of great things and they design a lot of things and it's nice to have a week to get them that appreciation. So thanks for mentioning that. Oh, not a problem. I did notice a lot of memes out there and my favorite one was hug your favorite engineer. They'll hate it, but hug them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Got to tell my wife that one. Actually, my <laughs> wife's an engineer too. We're both engineers, so we can hug. So I want to talk to you about a couple things here today, Molly. We're going to talk about communicating with confidence, which is extremely important for engineering professionals. And then we're going to get into social media a little bit. I want to pick your brain a bit on LinkedIn and social media as it's becoming more and more important for engineers as the days go by here. But let's start off with communicating with confidence. This is something that you do a lot of work on. You do a lot of keynote talks on. And a lot of times what happens in the engineering world is you start as a younger engineer you're doing a lot of calculations in the office. You're not engaging and interacting with a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, one day, you get pushed out into project meetings or presentations, and all of a sudden, you have to interact with people. And so I want to get your thoughts on communicating with confidence and how a professional can develop that confidence to become that communicator. That's a great question, Anthony. And I will answer it starting with this in terms of my background, even though I am a communicator. Uh, my background in the work in the in the government, the private sector, the public sector, is I worked with a lot of engineer types. It seems like that's the default. Like so, I'm very comfortable understanding how the brain of an engineer works in that communication sense. And as an example, uh, a number of years ago, when I was in Washington D.C., I was the director of communications for the cruise line industry. And when people think about cruise lines, they think about people sitting on deck and drinking and dancing and eating and having fun. But really, there's a lot of moving parts to a cruise ship. So naturally, there are a lot of engineers. My job was to take a lot of the news stories about the cruise ships and a lot of the stories the, the reporters wanted to find out about the environmental, the construction of how they did wastewater and treatment and so on and so forth. It was kind of that dry, boring stuff. So I would have to sit down with a lot of engineers and put them in front of the press, in front of the media. So I spent time understanding the brain of an engineer and how it works. And I don't need to tell you, Anthony, it wasn't like a real natural fit to have an engineer do a media interview. So I have many, many years of understanding how to do this. It's how to translate very, very detailed information, but make it very basic and appealing enough to you, like your average day-to-day -day news reader, or in today's case, you know, social media. But I do find overall, like engineers speak in a certain language. I work with a lot of companies right now, for instance, in the utility business, and they like to speak the language of details, analytics. But how do you transcribe that so everyone can understand what you do? And even if you're an engineer at a dinner party, like how do you explain what you do? So it's really important to use the tool of these kind of up-to-date communication strategies to effectively communicate who you are, what you do, or perhaps what project you're working on. You're right. That's a big challenge for engineers because we do get into the situation where we might be designing something all day long and we understand it inside and out. And then if we want to get some kind of approval for it or funding for it, we're going to have to explain it to somebody else. And that's where it becomes tricky. And I would think that one way to get good at this, Molly, is you have to just do it, right? Oh, absolutely. And I know working with engineers, I do executive training. So I'll go into a company or into a statewide association and I'll get a number of engineers or former engineers in my courses. And no offense, I can spot them right away <laughs> because they're the ones that look like they don't want to be there or 
they have this fear. There's this block that they don't think that they're going to be able to communicate something well. But you are absolutely right, Anthony. There is a value in being able to transcribe the work that you're doing for the common ear. And I'll tell you, just last night, I was listening to a podcast, The Daily, on the, about, on the New York Times, their podcast. They were talking about the Amazon deal that went sour in New York. And one of the nuances that I noticed in that story, everybody's focusing on the political aspects of it. And Governor Cuomo came out and said, today, this is one of the most painful things that has ever happened to me that we've lost this. But in this podcast, they played clips of the meetings of the engineers at the front of the room talking about the details, like getting into that nitty gritty. And it wasn't just the engineers, it was just like the numbers people. And they lost that connection with the public. Now, granted, there were grassroots organizers in there that had to get to, but that was one of the reasons I feel that that whole deal fell apart is because the technical people, so we'll say in the case of this podcast, the engineer types, they couldn't connect. It's that lack of connection. So engineers aren't bad communicators. They can communicate with each other very well, but it's when you're communicating with a non-linear person or a non-technical person you can have problems personally, but professionally, if you're ever in front of a room or even locally in front of your town hall and you have to explain something, if you don't connect with your audience, you could lose the whole project. And I think that that's what I've tried to do through our podcast over the years is to try to help engineers to understand that when you're looking at your career in terms of you know your success and what can help you to be successful, this is the one thing, like if you can learn how to communicate more effectively and be more confident in your communications as an engineer, you'll be in the minority of engineers, which means it gives you a great opportunity to really stand out and be a leader. I mean, do you, have you seen that or do you feel that way? Absolutely. I deal with this, this archetype a lot and they're mostly males. I will say this, and they're mostly males of a certain age, you know, they're later Gen Xers and baby boomers. But where I notice the difference is I call them the unicorns in the room sometimes. They're these younger engineers that come in and they understand the power of it. And they'll come up to me and tell me off to the side, listen, I'm horrible at this, but I know I need to understand how to do this. And they'll say, help me with my LinkedIn page or help me like if I were to use Twitter, like how could I use that in my job? So they know that there's a limitation there. But it's that type of engineer that recognizes that there is a fear, but they're going to overcome it. And they may use technology to do it because they're very good at that. But they know that, they, that it's something that needs to be done. And so they break it down into these little baby steps. And then they're able to accomplish it. Like if I tell an engineer, oh, you just have to do all these things, it would overwhelm an engineer, right? But engineers love details. They love steps. They love to know how things fit together. And you can show them, well, if you set up this page and then it will grow to this and then you can connect it to your company website and then you could do this. And if you were to blog, you could connect it there. And so I do find not to generalize, but these kind of younger up and coming, like early, like younger Gen Xers, millennials that really kind of understand the power of what's happening online. They can really use it to kind of leapfrog their career once they get it. And I love what you said there about. Engineers do love steps and frameworks and things of that nature. It makes it just easier, I think, for us to take action. So along those lines, let's think about that in terms of communication and then the social media. In terms of communication, if I am an engineer, let's say, and I'm doing well as an engineer in terms of all my technical knowledge and I'm getting clients and projects and 
I just know that I need to become a better communicator and I'm not quite sure like where to start with that. What would you say? Like, what are some things they could do to start to try to improve those efforts? Well, it certainly depends on where you are in your organization and, and who you are and do you have a platform? I think the goal for anyone, when I talk to any executive or any person that wants to feel more comfortable or make digital technology more natural to them and, and kind of understand that fluency, it's what is your ultimate goal? So let's say that you are an engineer at a firm. Maybe your goal might be to be some form of a thought leader. It's like you want to gain authority and how can you do that? So you can, of course, do it with your work, but no one's going to know about your work. But a good first step is to find out what you can do within your organization. Communicators are, at organizations are dying for content. They are dying for people to come to them and say, hey, would you mind if I write a guest column about this? Or have you ever thought about doing an article about this? And perhaps I could give insight or I could give you some quotes. Like you could be the subject matter. So think like a communicator, like a content provider. And that would be like a perfect first step to kind of get in it. Then you see your name in print and it could be like a company newsletter or it could be something that's on the internet. If you have a, your own personal Facebook page, share that article on your Facebook page. See what happens. You're going to notice your friends and your family, they're going to comment and some are going to say, oh, that's like a great article. And then some will make fun of you. But it will kind of like break through the seal and you'll know what it feels like to put yourself out there. And it's just baby steps from that point. So you start from the inside and then you grow. You may want to create, who knows, like your own blog. Another half step that I always encourage people is to go on LinkedIn because it is a professional social media network. And I have yet to hear of someone completely lose their reputation, you know, online or do something truly stupid because of LinkedIn, because of an errant LinkedIn post. So I find that a very safe space to be able to play with this idea of putting your content online. So that's a great first step or a network to use. Kind of what you're getting at there, which I think is important is you have to push yourself and do some things that are going to be uncomfortable. I know for engineers, like, listen, you're busy working on your projects, which you should be, of course, because that's what engineers do. But at the same time, if you want to broaden your horizons, you want to take your career to that, so to speak, next level, you've got to get out there. You've got to put yourself out there. You have to become a better communicator. And I think to Molly's point, communication is not just speaking, it's also writing. And there's many ways these days to communicate through writing. As an engineer, you can present your technical topics at conferences. You can write articles about them. You can write articles, as Molly said, in your company newsletter. They're always looking for content and things like that. If you just start with small steps and you write a little column, like Molly said, put on Facebook, maybe your family will say, hey, great article. Maybe you should write here or do this or do that. I think it really opens you up. And I think sometimes, Molly, what holds people back is just trying it and getting their feet wet a little bit and getting some feedback. And then once they do that, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. And you use a very good word and it's one that I love to use. It's feedback because most people think of feedback as criticism or something negative and they're scared of it. Feedback is valuable. It's Intel. It's just information to let you know that you're doing a great job or you're onto something or you may need to tweak something a little, but let's say, you know, writing is very critical, hard skill, but a lot of people, especially the younger that they are, they're starting to kind of lose that skill. We're all starting to kind of write in, in digital writing now in these kind of quick bursts. 
But another element that you can use online is video. And an example of where I saw an engineer literally shine on video was his company wanted to put information out about energy efficiency. And he wanted to be the one to do it, but he wasn't really comfortable writing or giving a talk about it. But they asked him to do a video. The communication person did. And he said, sure, I'll do a video. So he was sitting at his desk and his hands were folded in front of him. And he was just talking exactly how you would expect to hear an engineer speak about light bulbs and energy efficiency. And it was a very dry and boring video. But if you were kind of the watch iteration of it, and as I saw it, I said to the communicator, I said, let's try something a little different. He's actually quite good. I said, we kind of love the fact that he is an authority. People love authorities. And he knew exactly what he was talking about. The first step is let's bring him outside from around the desk. People use desks as a barrier. It's a safe space. And a lot of engineers feel good and safe behind that desk. Come out from the front of it. Okay, so now you're standing there and your hands are in front of you. Let's take that light bulb and put the light bulb in your hands. Now, pretend like you're speaking to another engineer that might be a new engineer, or maybe you're speaking to your mother. And now explain to me what is so important about this light bulb and why is this light bulb more efficient? Well, wouldn't you know, like that video, they put it on YouTube, it had five times the views simply because of the optics of it. And you could also see this engineer come to life, you know, simply because he was talking about something that he knew, but he also had a prop in his hand. So it became like a nice visual element as well. So doing a video, uh, just a quick little less than 60 second video would be an easy trick as well. Before we go on here with Molly, I just want to take a quick break to recognize our sponsor for this episode, WPI. I'd like to thank Worcester Polytechnic Institute for sponsoring this episode of the Engineering Career Coach. Their online graduate degree and certificate programs are specifically designed for the working engineer. Take classes led by world-renowned faculty in a part-time, 100% online setting. We're talking about more than 15 of their most popular programs, all online. Data science, environmental engineering, mechanical engineering, robotics, fire protection engineering, construction project management, and many more. Visit go the number two dot wpi dot edu slash tecc to explore online graduate programs. That's go the number two dot wpi dot edu slash tecc or click the URL in our show notes. Seriously, if you've been thinking about grad school but don't want to put your career on hold, look into WPI. Along those lines, we're going to jump in and talk a little bit more about social media. But before we do that, Molly, I know that you worked with FEMA's Office of External Affairs during the post-Katrina efforts and helped them with their first social media program. So before we talk about social media for engineers, can you tell us a little bit about that? That was a very interesting time to work for FEMA. It was right after Katrina, which I'm sure if anyone remembers that, there was no agency that had the worst reputation in Washington, D.C. and FEMA. It was a really, really rough time. And I was working in the Office of External Affairs. I was in public affairs there. And my job was to get press. And that was not easy, you know, working with the Washington Press Corps to say, no, 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 no. I know that the press is bad, but no, FEMA, we're really doing good things. And, you know, reporters would literally laugh at me, you know, on the phone. But I knew from the inside, I knew all the great work that FEMA was doing. I mean, we were the agency, we were getting people on their feet. We were handing over cash. We were 
putting things in place to rebuild roads and bridges. And, you know, it's a great agency doing a lot of work, but it was frustrating for me. And so this idea of going out into the streets, like I brought it up to my bosses and I said, listen, this is untenable. Like we've got to be able to tell our own story. Like I don't want to have to go through the media anymore. I want to tell our own story. And this is around 2007 when Facebook was here, but it was still with mostly with the college aid group. And they sent me out a bunch of straight line winds and tornadoes, went through Tennessee, went out to Tennessee. And then I started following the people as they were getting back on their feet through the FEMA help, put it on video, interviewed them, followed the stories. And they told me how important and how vital and critical FEMA was to be able to rebuild. And we brought that back to headquarters. I worked with our editors and we created these series of video vignettes to put on our own website and tell our own story. And that became the start of the social media program at FEMA. And FEMA now has one of the most robust online programs of all the agencies in Washington today. I love that because I think that, and this leads into our discussion here about social media, kind of for engineers and engineering companies. Engineers do great things. Like you just said, FEMA was doing amazing things, rebuilding things during times of disaster, but like people don't know about it. Unless you kind of let people into some of this stuff, they're not aware of it. And I think that Oftentimes, engineers are working on some really amazing projects and not even that, but I mean, if you're working on a new product or service that could be helpful to people out there by sharing some of what you've done on your current projects, it also can obviously build business for you and your company down the road as well, just because people don't know you can help them. They don't know what you're doing. So that's something that kind of I want to talk about here a little bit, because obviously LinkedIn is a place which is great for engineers, great for you know career-related networking and social media. And I think most engineers at this point are aware of LinkedIn or on LinkedIn. We've done some stuff to help them in terms of their profile and stuff, just because, I mean, some people tell me, all right, I finally listened to you. I got on LinkedIn, but then their profile is no photo, no text on it. And I'm like, listen, it's actually worse because now someone's going to look you up and they're going to go on LinkedIn and they're going to see nothing there. Let's assume that most of our listeners, I think, are at least on LinkedIn. They have a profile. What are some things that you can do? And you've given some examples, but what are some things that they can do to start to get their name out there or start to get active on LinkedIn? If you're a professional, if you're drawing a paycheck from someone, you should be on LinkedIn. And it's a very robust network. I mean, Anthony, that's the first place I heard from you, you know, was on LinkedIn. And when I hear of a name or I'm meeting with someone, where's the first place I go? I don't Google them first. I go to LinkedIn. And that says a lot. Because LinkedIn gets right to the heart of the matter. I want to know where you went to college. I want to know where your job is right now, what you're doing. LinkedIn gives you a very valuable piece of your career, and that is authority. So the more that you can put in showing what you've done, the more you're going to build up that kind of online authority. And that's what LinkedIn is great for. In terms of first steps, definitely take a photograph. Don't do anything that's, you know, cut off to the side, like you're at a wedding and you and you see your girlfriend's arm on the other side or not where you're wearing glasses. So make sure that it's a decent shot. But then just start going in and just filling in your information. And here, here's a hack for it. Just look what other people are doing and follow it. Just copy it. I mean, not with their information, obviously, but it's quite simple. Okay. And you just kind of build out your slight biography. Not you don't need to go deep into your resume. Just where do you work now? What did you do just prior to this? Or maybe one more and then your background. But then LinkedIn also offers an opportunity for you to share projects that you're working on, who you've worked together with on a project, and then any type of awards or any certifications that you have, which I know is very big in this industry as well. If you have any credential too, I would encourage that you put that next to your name. 
So you can see that. Like in my case, I have my name and then I have APR. That's the certification for people who are in public relations, accredited public relations professional. If you have an accreditation, put that in your name. And then the last piece of it is just be a part of the conversation. LinkedIn has this constant news stream of information that you can read, that people are commenting and sharing. And the easiest part about it, it's people that you know, and it's people that you work with. And sometimes it's as simple as a thumbs up that you like it, but then everyone is going to see that you liked it. And it really is amazing how quickly things move on LinkedIn. So That's probably your first step is fill out your profile. Your quick second step is just kind of jump in on the news feeds, do a thumbs up here, write a congratulations here. And then that third final step would be to publish an article. It makes it super simple. Just have a thought, have an idea, become a thought leader in something that you feel very comfortable about and go ahead and publish it and share it. Yeah, those are great, great places to start for sure. And if you just do some of those things, you're going to get off on the right foot and get out there and start to get comfortable. The one thing that I would say, first of all, definitely in terms of your name, as Molly said, like I put PE after my name for professional engineer. If you have your license, definitely put that on there because I mean, like Molly's saying, this is a credibility thing. Someone comes to your LinkedIn profile, they see right off the bat, they could see your name. They know you're a licensed engineer. If you are, you have that on there and then they can read through your summary and things of that nature. But I think also the one thing too, like Molly said, in terms of joining the conversation, There's a great feed. You can get in there. You can comment. And also the groups module on LinkedIn, even though it's kind of inundated, if you pick a couple of groups that are very specific to you, you can definitely make some good connections in those groups if you spend some time in there and put the right post, the right valuable types of content in there. I think that that can be very valuable. And in terms of engineering, I mean, you heard Molly say, write an article. If you're thinking, what do I write an article about? You write an article about the topics that you want to be seen as an expert in. So If you're working in a certain technical field, publish an article about it. If there's new engineering guidelines that come out, publish an article about those guidelines, maybe referring to those guidelines and pointing a link to them so that your clients or the people that are connected with you can see like, oh, you know what? Anthony's on top of what's going on in his industry. I mean, there's so many things you can do with LinkedIn, which I know can make it overwhelming in a sense as well. But what I often tell people, Molly, is that I know you're busy as an engineer with big projects, but put... 20 minutes a day, maybe at lunch or before or after lunch to so just come in and get on LinkedIn and use it consistently so that you can kind of get used to it and build up some credibility, some uh, network on it because it is overwhelming. Yeah. And LinkedIn does understand it reads your language in terms of that consistency. It's not just the habit that you're forming yourself, but LinkedIn understands who's consistent on LinkedIn and who's not. So the consistent user on LinkedIn their news feeds, their information might come up a little more actively on a news feed because LinkedIn knows, oh, this is a user. So we, I want to give them as much profile as we can because they use this network a lot. So there's a little AI behind it as well. That is helpful. And like I said, if you're uncomfortable with LinkedIn, that probably means you should be using it a little bit more. And I know people don't have time to do a lot of things, but this is one of those things, in my opinion, that can really have a massively positive impact in your career if you start to use it and get comfortable with it. We're talking with Molly McPherson here. We're going to take a quick break and then Molly and I are going to come back and wrap this one up with our Take Action Today segment and leave you with something that you could do to follow up on this conversation to take action in your career. We'll be back in a moment. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. 
where we're going to wrap this one up for you. And Molly's actually going to give you one question that you can ask yourself to try to help you take action on the topics we've talked about here today. But of course, before we do that, I would like to recognize our sponsor for today's show once again, PPI. Do you feel stuck in your job? Not sure how to move forward? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to move up in your career is to get your engineering license. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple print and digital review options is ppi2pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. They offer licensure exam prep for the FE, PE, and SE exams. So no matter where you are on your path to career advancement, you can count on PPI's support. Take the first step toward making 2019 a great year for you professionally and check out everything PPI offers to make your journey to engineering licensure as smooth as possible. Visit ppi2pass.com to find essential licensure exam prep books, digital review, and helpful tips and advice. That's PPI, the number two, pass.com. All right, I'm back with Molly McPherson. We're talking about clearly communicating. We're talking about social media. Molly gave some great tips there in the main segment on how you can jump on LinkedIn, be effective right off the bat, or even if you've been on it, maybe some things you could do to stretch yourself a bit. And so Molly, what we often do at the end of our episodes here in our Take Action Today segment is try to give our listeners one thing that they can take away and that they can go and do when they immediately finish listening to us here. And so I know you have great tip sheet that you can offer our listeners and you're going to give us one tip right now that we can take and use and tell them where to get that. So what do you got for us? We spent a lot of time talking about social media. We talked about LinkedIn, but I'm going to go right back to the beginning when we talked about how you can connect with an audience, which I think is one of the biggest barriers for engineers right now is they just don't understand the importance of connection or how to necessarily do that. So I do have some ideas behind language. It's this idea of power speaking versus weak speaking. And weak speaking is speaking in a way that you're not communicating well. In other words, it's a lot of details. It's a lot of extra words. It's the use of a lot of filler words like um, and so, and, you know, all the words that are very unnecessary and they don't belong in the conversation. I think that one of the best first steps for an engineer in terms of how to communicate well is how can they speak another language to the common person, like to become heard and to be able to get a movement or get something done. And I'm thinking back to those engineers at Amazon when they were standing at the mic, they couldn't communicate their message well, and that's why they couldn't sell it. And I think what that forces you to do a little bit is reflect on your current communication style and how you can improve it and how you can engage better with people. And I think when we do that, we can often find something, you know, it's like you find for something when you look for it. And if you're out there and you're trying to communicate to stakeholders or to somebody for funding or to a board for approval, and you haven't had as much success or you're just starting off, whatever the case may be. Think about things you might have to do to your current style, your currently speak or the terms you use in order to get a better communication from the other side. And if you think through that, that may really change the game for you. All right, Molly, thank you for sharing that with us. Where can our listeners find you and connect with you? So you can find out more information about me on my website, mollymcpherson.com. I also have a weekly podcast, Confident Communications. 
And every week I will give little tips and sometimes I tie it up in a bow with a news story that happens is happening in the news at that time. And little tips that professionals can use that, that can help them communicate confidently, whether it's professionally or personally. And, and again, in terms of bringing it back to the engineers here, I want to offer this special tip sheet to how to become a power speaker, whether they're in front of a room, whether they're in front of their boss, whether they're in front of any type of stakeholder where they have to communicate a project that they're working on, something that they're doing, but how can they distill it and transcribe it for the common ear so everyone can understand exactly what they're doing? Because it will be beneficial for both parties. And I have that form on my website. It's mollymcpherson.com slash engineers. And if you go there, there'll be a special tip sheet just for you. Definitely check out Molly's podcast. She really does tie it into the current events, which is cool. And especially for what she does, it makes a lot of sense. All right, Molly, thank you so much for being a guest here on the Engineering Career Coach podcast. The information was great and we will definitely follow up with you. And I know our listeners will get a lot out of this. So thank you. Thanks so much, Anthony. I had a great time. I hope you enjoyed the episode today with Molly McPherson. She's such a great communicator. I think you could hear that in her voice and her tone and the way she speaks. And it was just an honor to have her on here. One of the things I want to let you know about before I go here is we have our next session of the Engineering Management Accelerator online remote workshop starting up in a couple of weeks on March 21st please take advantage of this workshop. If you're an engineer who aspires to be a manager, or if you are a manager and you want to be more effective in your daily activities, you've got to take this course. I'm telling you, it's five weeks, but it's only one or two hours per week, depending on how much time you put into the assignments after the webinars. And I got to tell you, the results that people are having and the emails I'm getting from people have been awesome. We have five one-hour skill building sessions that will take you through over the five weeks. They're live and interactive online with me. We'll talk about effective communication with clients and your colleagues. We'll get into how to network and build relationships, which is critical in your career. I'm going to teach you how to build expertise and become a better public speaker, give you tips on productivity, usually the favorite session of everybody. And then we'll also cover leadership, but really focused around how to engage people and also how to delegate effectively. You could check out the course by going to engineer to manager. Dot com. That's engineertomanager.com and click on the button on the right-hand side, the blue button for individuals, and you can enroll right there and get signed up. You can even opt for an individual coaching session with your package as well. So again, check that out at engineertomanager.com. And I'd love to get your feedback, comments, and or questions on this episode specifically. Just go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Look for episode 197 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. There you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. 
and will help you engineer your own success.